What's up, guys? Welcome to the show, and thank you for joining me. So, Carrie Pierce, the six-time CrossFit Games athlete, joins me today on the show. Carrie, one of the most energetic and enthusiastic people ever I've talked to about strength and fitness. It was a blast connecting with her, and we dove into a lot of different areas, including her origin story of going into gymnastics early on, which brought her to the University of Michigan, Big Ten champion, which eventually led her down the path into competing in the CrossFit Games, where she finished third in her last event in 2020. And the story of how she finished third on it is incredibly inspiring. I had goosebumps from head to toe of going in. And if you're like me, I did not know much about the world of CrossFit. I've never been in that world. So to be able to connect with somebody like Carrie, who has been in the highest level of it, of competing at that level, was really exciting to go into. So I was excited to chat with her and we dove into a lot of different topics. So enjoy the show. We'll get right to it. I'll catch you on the inside. All right, here we go. Carrie, it's so nice to meet you. As I said, I'm like a super fan of yours, so I'm so excited to chat with you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. That means a lot. I'm excited to chat with you as well. Yeah, it is. It's cool. We had a mutual friend that uh, got us connected here, and when he told me about you when we were out, and I remember I was uh, joking with you before, as I first heard of you when you crushed out every guy and every girl at the CrossFit Games. I forget the workout name of it. I'm not, you know, uh, you know, super good with those names, but you did like 30 rounds of every bodyweight work doing like strict handstand pull-ups after 30 minutes. I'm like, who is this woman? This is absolutely insane. So from there, I was just, I was a fan right off the bat. So um, it's so awesome to see all that you're doing. I'm excited to chat with you. Thank you. And yeah, that's, that's definitely a defining moment in my CrossFit career and people that do know CrossFit, the workout is called Mary. And for those of you that don't mm-hmm. know, it's, so it's 20 minutes, um, as many rounds and reps as you can get five handstand pushups, 10 pistols, which are single leg squats, and then 15 pull-ups. And like you said, yeah, I beat all the men, all the women. And it was just such an amazing experience being in the stadium and everybody cheering. And I did a few extra reps like that. I didn't have to, cause I knew I had won the workout, but everyone was screaming so loud that there was just all this energy. Right. And I was like, <laughs> I just have to put the icing on the cake and just do five more, like you said, strict handstand push-ups. So. Oh, that's awesome. That's cool. Well, I'm excited to chat with you. I want to know more about, you know, your experience as an athlete with it, but, um, and also the work that you're doing now with putting out so much content, you know, for the world, you know, I know your power abs program is almost like a quarter of a million people that have gone through that into fit. So we're going to get into all that, but to kick this off, kind of want to just know about you. How did this all start? Like, I know you came from more of a gymnastics background, I believe, and then got into the world, but if you can give me a little bit of an origin story of how this all started for you. That'd be perfect. Yeah. So on July 5th, 1989, <laughs> I was born in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I'm just kidding. No, I was, more, um, I was born in Ann Arbor. Um, I ended up going to school at the University of Michigan, which is in Ann Arbor. Um, but I did gymnastics for 18 years. My parents met at a gym. So I think it's just in my blood to be fit, be just love fitness. Um, they both did college sports and continued to work out and everything from the moment that I remember, I always remember my mom rollerblading around, lifting her weights, my dad running and lifting his weights. Um, so they were great role models for me and got me into gymnastics at three years old with my sister who was two years older. Um, they figured I was going to be there anyways. So why not have Carrie do gymnastics instead of sitting on my sidelines? Mm-hmm. And I ended up just falling in love with it. And like I said, did it for 18 years and finished my career at the University of Michigan on the women's varsity gymnastics team. Um, and little humble brag, we were four-time 
Big Ten champions. So all four years I was there, we were Big Ten champions, um, which is which is really, really cool. Uh, Not many people can say that or even like, you know, that they were there uh, like like an NCAA athlete and then a champion uh, Mm -hmm. for their division. Sorry, I like couldn't talk. So that was kind of how it started. And then after that, oh, sorry, I'm just like talking a lot. If you want to say something. Oh, no, absolutely. Keep going. No, I just, I love, I'm a huge, I'm a Michigan fan, you know, so I just, I mean, what a great school to just be a part of in all different sports. So, I mean, there's so many different, you know, sports programs over there at the top of the top over there. So just being in that environment must've been so awesome. Yeah, it really was. And especially you go to any university, it can be overwhelming, even if you are from, the same city. And actually I was from Ann Arbor. And so I told my parents, like, I want the college experience. Mm-hmm. And it was either Michigan or it was Florida. So they both have great gymnastic okay. programs. But I thought, well, from the eight years old, I told my gymnastics coaches that I wanted to go to the University of Michigan and do gymnastics there. But like I said, when you get older, you also want to like look at other places. And it was 15 minutes from where my parents were. And I was like, I don't want them like coming and checking up on me. Like I want to enjoy college, Mm -hmm. be in the dorms. And then my dad actually got offered a job in Chicago, uh, my freshman and sophomore year. So it was like, I was away. My family ended up moving a couple hours away, which was kind of working out for you. Yes. Yeah. But they always, cause it was close enough to that. They always drove back for all of our gymnastics meets, uh, which was really, really nice. Mm -hmm. But then I finished up my career and was like, what's next? I got my degree in movement science, which is basically exercise science and studied a lot of anatomy, physiology. I just love the human body and how it works. So I got into some strength conditioning, um, the strength conditioning coach that we had at Michigan. I was like, I still want to work out, but I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you'd be great at weightlifting. You have short levers, long torso, like mm-hmm. let's get you on a weightlifting program. It's like, okay. And he's like, while you're doing it, you might as well do an internship here and work with other athletes. Because like I said, I was like, I don't know what I want to do profession-wise. I was Mm -hmm. thinking physician assistant, but I was in a hospital for a little while. And I was like, I don't know. This just isn't me. This isn't where I want to be. And then I was in the gym and I just felt at home. And at that same time, I was doing a little bit of personal training as well. And so I was like, I love fitness and I know like this is the path that I want to go. Okay. Were you doing strength training work with gymnastics in there? Do you, or do you guys just really focus specifically on the work that you're doing on the floor and on, on all the obstacles? We incorporate a little bit of strength training. I feel like each year it becomes more and more prevalent because mm-hmm. like gym, gymnastics, I feel like the coaches are just so old school. It's like, no, you don't want to lift weights because yeah. you don't want to get bulky. But then like my healthiest year was my senior year. And the first time I back squatted, was between my junior and senior year of college. And wow. okay. yeah, I remember my, our strength conditioning coach just being like, this is, you're going to be healthy this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and just incorporating like, like back squats and just like, and like pulls from the foot, like nothing like super crazy heavy, but just like some strength training besides like pull-ups. I mean, we right. did a lot of pull-ups, a lot of handstand push-ups, hanging like toes to bar, things that are great, like that, you know, we had to do. Right. But whenever we did lunges, it was like body weight or like, oh, let's have these 10 pound dumbbells, mm-hmm. um, which were like super easy for us. And like now you see the gymnasts and I feel like they start they started to get a little more bulky because they're just strong and powerful. Right. And so I feel like it has changed a little bit, um, even since I was in gymnastics uh, 12 years ago. OK. Long time. Um, yeah. 
And so I think that's really cool to see because yeah, we didn't do a whole lot of strength training, like you said, until later on, most of it was body weight, unless it was like, oh, let's put a 10 pound plate on your legs for pull-ups or things like that. Right. It is. It's one of those interesting sports. Like I had a trainer that I worked with me for a long time who was in gymnastics at the same you know age. And it's such a strength-based sport, but they shied away from traditional foundational strength training so much because more so, I think, because they just spend so much time. It takes so much time, it seems, to become a top-level gymnast just from the skill level that you have to get into it almost seems like a lot of coaches, like, we're not going to waste any time on that. But it sounds like, I mean, it's good if they're making some changes and some transition of it, just to even do some foundational stuff like squatting or like deadlifting properly, like that would probably carry over pretty quickly onto all the, the work that you're doing in gymnastics. Yeah, definitely. Especially just like the explosiveness when it comes to fall or to floor or even beam. Um so, yeah, I definitely think that it is cool that they have kind of transitioned a little bit. Like you said, there's a lot of skill work. Like basically most of your practice is just practicing the same skills over and over because gymnastics is a sport of perfection. Like, you know exactly what your routines are going to be, what you're going to do out on the competition floor. So mm-hmm. you just practice over and over. But then again, you know, there's injuries because of all of the impact. So if you can build some muscle and some muscle takes a little bit of that impact, then you're mm-hmm. just going to stay healthier. So I think that there's an important place for it. No, you don't have to do hours and hours of it. Um, but I think there's definitely a time and place to add in some of that straight training work. Right. So then, so you got into personal training, you were interning, you know, there after the gymnastics career is gone. What then ended you into the path of getting into CrossFit? So I had a few other um, athletic endeavors before getting into CrossFit. Okay. I, yeah, I was doing the weightlifting. So I ended up doing a competition in that um, the fall after I graduated, um, after doing like the internship and everything, because they force you or they, yeah, they force you to learn the weightlifting movements and stuff, like I said, which I wanted to do anyways. But then after I did my weightlifting competition, I found out that I had a bulge disc in my back. And I also had like some symptoms of carpal tunnel both of which I don't think were weightlifting related. I think it was just being done with gymnastics. And then my body, like all of a sudden, just like, okay, you have these injuries and we didn't show up before, or like maybe just like a little bit of a change in program. And then my body's like, I'm done with gymnastics. Okay. Now like deal with me. Um, (laughs) And so I had those injuries. And so I just did one weightlifting competition, but then because I was personal training, one of the ladies at the gym that I attended was a figure competitor. She's like, Carrie, you should do a physique competition because when you okay. have a bulge disc in your back, you can't squat, you can't lunge, mm-hmm. but you can do leg extensions and leg curls and like the abduction and adduction. Yeah. So like there was a way to work around it. And I was like, well, you know, I, I want to compete. So why not? Um, so I ended up doing a competition for that. It was fun. I learned a lot about nutrition, but I also realized that I didn't want to be told that was not a world. Yeah. No, no. But like I said, like much respect. Like I feel like you gain so much respect for those athletes, just like through the cutting process and everything. Like nutrition is mm-hmm. everything. It's very right. important in other sports, but it's everything in any of those physique, bodybuilding, yeah. figure, yeah. any of those kind of sports. Yeah. So then it's so strange though, right? It's so strange though. Like at the, at the end of all that work, you step on stage and it's five people telling you whether you did good or did not. It's like, that was, 
I knew, I knew a lot of, uh, you know, girls that worked with the whole team, you know, together. And it was the same thing. Like the nutrition was on point. They were in, they were getting all their cardio work, all their training in, doing all their posing practice. And I remember I went up to a couple of girls who looked so good and they just worked so well. And I was like, look, whatever they freaking say, those judges, like, you know, wherever you place, you freaking kicked ass. It's like, because you can just see, like, you put all this work in to have a subjective, you know, think it's probably similar in gymnastics though, too. I mean, you do all this stunt and then it's like the judges are saying whether you got a point off or not. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and that's, that's why I was like, Oh, CrossFit. Okay. Like, either, I mean, granted, like, okay, sometimes it's like, Oh, like that's what wasn't low enough. No rep. But like at the end of the day, it's like, either I did this workout faster than you or I did it. Either I lifted more weight than you or I did it. Either I did right. more reps than you or it, like, so it's a lot more black and white. Um, and gymnastics, like you said, is similar to like the physique and stuff, but I feel like it's definitely, it's different when it's based on a performance than just like on your looks. Um, right. At least like for me, because I remember like one thing for me is they deducted me because my suit wasn't fancy enough. I had this like lime green bright suit, but it didn't have, it didn't have rhinestones or any like bedazzle on it. And like, I remember asking the judges after and they're like, yeah, like your suit was you know, I forgot the exact word that they used, but it was basically like, it was boring. Oh, and I was like, it was like law green. I thought it was fun. And it was like, <laughs> okay, so I need to buy like a $3,000 suit or however expensive those things are for mm-hmm. to get higher points like that. I don't know that, that that's just not my wow. world. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is such a crazy world of that. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So you moved off yeah. of that, then that, then CrossFit came after physique. One more. Um, One more. So okay. we'll, right, in this right, time, so I was, yep. no, no, it's all right. <laughs> I got a long story. Each of these were like month increments. Cause like, I was like six months physique. Okay. Nope. Next. Um, and I actually, so after that, I ended up moving to New York city. So I was living in Michigan until then. And I was just comfortable. I wanted something different. I wanted, I like, I just felt like I knew what I had and I wanted to grow. So I wanted to get out of my comfort zone and seek something new. Um, so I ended up moving to New York city and started personal training at a gym there. And I was just kind of working out for fun. And mm-hmm. one of the coaches at the gym was a powerlifting coach. And he saw that I like was strong, especially for a female and was lifting a lot of weight. And he goes, would you want to do a powerlifting meet? I'm like, what exactly is that? He goes, bench squat deadlift as much as you can. You get three attempts at each most weight wins. And I was like, that sounds intriguing. Okay. okay. So yeah, so that he asked me, I think in May and then that competition was in November. Um, so I was like, perfect. So I started to train like a little bit for that or maybe it was even June. I don't know. It was right around there. It was mm-hmm. a, a few months of training. Um, cause I was like, I don't know what my maxes were. Cause I was still doing like bodybuilding kind of training. So it was like right. the lowest reps I was doing was maybe like five, like four or five, usually mm-hmm. like fives. I was like, I have no idea what my maxes were. So we kind of figured out those. And then I did the, the powerlifting competition in November of 2014, but rewind back to July, I ended up getting approached by a CrossFit coach, but he emailed me gymnastics coach. And I was like, no, like, I don't want to coach gymnastics. Been there, done that. Tried a little bit of gymnastics coaching Mm -hmm. after I finished. And I was like, I just... I need a break. And that's the reason like I had held off on CrossFit. One of my teammates from college kept telling me to try CrossFit. And I was like, I don't want anything to do with gymnastics. Like I'm, I'm done 18 years. No. Mm-hmm. She's like, it's handsome. Was it just you wanted to try something different or was it just, it was like, it was just so much of the same stuff over and over that you just wanted to explore different options. Yeah. I just wanted to explore different yeah. options. I had done it for 18 years and like 
mentally, like I feel lucky because, you know, sometimes people have injuries or something that will end their career. Mm -hmm. But I knew when I was going to be done and like after my senior year, I prepared to be done with gymnastics. And I was like, I loved it to death, but I was like, I was just like mentally had that separation. And I was like, no, like anything related. She's like, it's Mm -hmm. not tumbling. It's not balance beam. It's like, it's like basic things. And I was like, no. And then, (laughs) yeah. And then finally this coach, like, um, Nessa emailed me and wanted me to be his gymnastics coach for CrossFit. And we kind of like sat down and talked and I was like, okay, like I should try this. Cause I also saw the games on ESPN and I was mm-hmm. like, that does look, that does look really cool. I think I could be good at it. Looks fun. But I was like, yeah, but I was like, November, like I already agreed to this powerlifting meet. I'm not going to like okay. say no, that's not the kind of person that I am. I was like, but right after I ended up switching to CrossFit. So I started in November of 2014 and just a little fun fact i held i mean i think i still do hold the new york state bench press record at 240 pounds um for i think it was like 140 pound female from one meet yeah look at you that's freaking right? amazing so oh that's thank awesome you, thank you. oh that's so yeah. cool okay did you like powerlifting did you enjoy it like if you didn't know crossfit before do you think you would have probably stayed with that for a little while I, so I really, really liked it, but I felt like something was missing because like mm-hmm. I would go upstairs and be out of breath. And so like yes. my, yeah, like my coworkers were like, Oh, you're taking the stairs. Like, are you sure you're not going to take the elevator? And I mean, like I, I was right around the same weight. Like, I mean, when I competed in CrossFit, I was like one three eight to one forty, but I definitely wasn't like as lean. Um, and I just, I still felt like something was missing in my training and like, okay. even just like a little bit of cardio, like getting out of breath. Like I, said, I didn't, really want to run or anything but even just like burpees or like some sort of like my heart beating just like mm-hmm. i missed that um okay. so i love like i loved being strong like it was really cool lifting a lot of weight but needed that cardio aspect no nice nice so when you transitioned over did you like immediately take to it like where you're like no this is something i could be really good at and i could go for you know making the top 40 and going into the games right away I wasn't sure right away. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I said, I had seen it on ESPN and I was like, that looks cool. Like I, I want to make it, I want to make it to the games um, at some point. And I remember when I first uh, started CrossFit, like we had a team meeting. So it was me and then a couple other coaches. And we all talked about like our goals for that year. And I was like, I want to make regionals. And they're like, you want to make regionals your first year doing CrossFit? They're like, oh, okay, this girl. And I was like, is that like, is that actually like really mm-hmm. hard to do? Like I had no grasp right. of like how hard, like it actually is. And people right, are like, yeah. you're crazy. And I was like, okay, well, I guess, I guess I am crazy. Mm-hmm. It's actually cause I didn't, when I started, like I said, I couldn't run a mile. Like I was so cardio out of shape that like, okay, yep. mm-hmm. and I didn't know. Cause you know, CrossFit has like the kipping technique with pull-ups and handstand pushups. I didn't know yep. how to do any of that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do a, I couldn't do a couple ring muscle-ups in a row. I couldn't do double unders. I couldn't do a lot of the basic movements. And they're like, okay, yeah, sure, you're going to make regionals, <laughs> uh, whatever. But it's November. You know, you have until February to get these movements down. So Right. Well, at least that's, I mean, the strength takes so much more time to develop. Like the cardio can come back a little bit quicker from there. So I would assume like the path that you took probably gave you the best possible chance right away to start getting successful. Yeah, I definitely agree. And looking back on it, people are like, oh yeah, like, did you know your background would be perfect? Like when you started CrossFit, I was like, no, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I had the gymnastics and then at the time it was like the weightlifting sounds fun. And then even physique, just like building that muscular endurance. Cause it's like, you have shoulder day. So you're doing an hour of shoulders or an hour of like, even just like upper body. 
And so I think like even that helped um, being successful in CrossFit because a lot of the workouts are like, okay, how much can you like, how many handstand pushups can you do and like recover quickly between those reps um, or even Mm -hmm. like squats and things. So there's a lot of like lactic acid buildup in your body, just being efficient and being able to like flush it out as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the powerlifting, obviously, like just the one rep max strength, but then, yeah, the endurance was what was missing, but mm-hmm. just practicing on it and being mentally tough and disciplined to practice it and push yourself in it, um, was like the last thing that I needed. So mm-hmm. I realized that and was able to work a lot on it and got better, like you said, relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you got to regionals then, and you made regionals at the time. Yeah. So, uh, and actually that year I made the games too. Boom, but, um, there you go. Right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah, so I started in November, 2014 yeah. and then the open was in February. So okay. yeah, I didn't know a whole lot about like the open and how the season worked and everything, but I was like, okay, yeah, like I want to do this. Let's see where I'm at. And like the first week I did. Okay. The second week I did really well. And it was like, kind of like a a workout that like, if you did so many reps in the first four minutes, then you got to work for four more minutes. Or, and then if you did more reps and you got, okay. you got to keep going for as long as you did the certain number of reps, but it increased with each round. And so I remember watching people do it and people made, I, I don't remember exact numbers, but like the third round and they're like, okay, like Carrie, like you need to make the fourth round or you can even make okay, the fifth right. round. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I ended up making it fall like way farther than like all of my other teammates. And everybody was just like, Okay. And I think that's where like the, like the mental toughness came yeah. into play. Obviously like you're very physically fit, but with those workouts, it's like, I'm tired. I don't necessarily want to make this cut so then I can mm-hmm. be done and I don't have to do any more because this is going to hurt. Right. Um, so I think at that point I realized I was like mentally tough and mentally fit for it. Even if all my skills weren't there because the next week was double unders, which is a basic movement for any athlete, any even mm-hmm. like decent level athlete. And I like, couldn't do many, but I did well enough that I was able to make it to the next week and there was fancy and pushups. And I did really well in that workout. And then going into the final week, my teammates are like, you could like make regionals if you do well in this workout. And it was rowing and thrusters. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea how fast I could go on the row for the workout. And I just jumped on it and did like a few pulls. And like, my coach was like, what are you trying to hold? And I was like that. And like playing at the screen. And he's like, um, there probably should be more strategy into this. They're probably right. not just do a few, like you should know. And I was like, well, we don't do a lot of rowing. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we'll just do whatever and just don't put the bar down on the thrusters. And I was like, okay, got it. And so then I was able to do well enough that I finished, I think 16th or somewhere around 16th, mm-hmm. 18th, somewhere around there in the region. And so I was able to qualify, uh, for regionals that year. Wow. Okay. Was this like a holy shit moment then when you got there and then all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, I'm going to the games. Yeah. Well, just like going to regionals and seeing like all these athletes that I saw Mm -hmm. on TV on ESPN, um, the, when I was watching, so I was like, oh yeah, I think I can go to the games and just like competing there with it. I was like starstruck, like looking at them, like, that's so cool. And then like being, yeah. And then like being on the competition floor with them too. Mm -hmm. And you're like, these girls are so fit. Like, yeah. I don't belong here, but this is really cool. Yeah. And then, yeah, going through the weekend and did decent on like, you know, some of the workouts and there was a handstand walk workout, which I won. There was a handstand push-up workout, which I also won. And then going into the final day, I was in like third or fourth place. My coach is like, if you do well, 
you can make it to the games. And I was just like, well, I'm going to do my best. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. And yeah. And then the final workout had squat cleans at the end and it was like yeah. 175 was the last bar and I missed it twice. And I was like, Oh, there goes my games. And yeah. I was like, okay, just take a second. Mm-hmm. You can do it. And then I was able to like make the next rep. I took a little time and then I ended up finishing third at the region. So the top five went to the CrossFit games. Wow. Okay. So now you went to, you competed six different times, you know, from there. Right. And then finished, uh, you know, top as an American woman, what, four times before. So, I mean, some serious accolades that are going on here. So from the beginning that you started to what you retired a couple of years ago, right. From, from last competing in uh, last year, you know, from it, did your training change a lot over the years of how you like set up and prepared for getting to regionals and the open and then going into the games? Yeah, it definitely did. Um, so the first year that I was doing it, me and my coach were actually both new to CrossFit because he was a strength conditioning coach. So he came from that world, not CrossFit. And so we were both kind of learning along the way. And even going to the CrossFit Games in 2015, like there was the first time I had touched a wheelbarrow or a stand bag and or a yoke. And like a lot of the girls, even were like normal things that they worked on in training. Okay. And because I had never been, I was like, I don't know. Like we did a little bit more running and like things like that. Cause we knew that that would be coming, but it was still like such a new experience to both of us that I like yeah. definitely wasn't prepared, yeah. but I was able to finish 21st, which I mean, for your first year, people were like, that's great. And I was like, 21st, no, that sucks. Um, but it was my first year. Coming, you know? coming so from like, Michigan and, and big 10 championships. Yeah. Totally right. And just like being an, you know, like any competitors, like I want to do better. Um, right. And the top 20 that year got paid too. And I got 21st and I was like, well, that's oh, <laughs> Yeah. But then it's like, okay, well, I just need to go back next year and I need to do better. Right. Um, and yeah, like even being new, it's like your body can't handle that much volume until it gets used to it. Especially coming right. from powerlifting where I was training an hour a day, five, four or five days a week. And then CrossFit, right. like training for the games. My first year was like two to maybe two and a half hours. Um, and then each year, I feel like it just got more and more. And then like by the end, uh, it was like four to six hours a day. And usually it's split between two sessions, but there's like mm-hmm. a separate cardio session, which I did not do when I like started CrossFit. Um, and just like the volume just ends up increasing because mm-hmm. your body has to get used to it or you're going to get injured. So right. yeah, definitely. And just like the odd objects, the sandbags, the yoke carries, just like things like that, the heavier dumbbells too, mm-hmm. like using a 70 pound dumbbell for like snatches were normal in my training by the end when at first I was like, Oh, 50 is a lot. Right. And then you have to get used to the 70 and every once in a while our coach would do like, us do like a hundred where you clean to one and then like have to do, go overhead with right. one shoulder. Um, yeah. So yeah, and getting a lot heavier as you get stronger and stuff too, obviously. Yeah. It's so interesting how the games works because like, I'm not a, I'm not a CrossFit person. I never really went into it, but I respect the game so much and I love the competition of it because it just seems so strange that like you guys didn't know what is like, what's the next event going on there. Like, it seems like there's so much like mystery that goes on and all of a sudden you're doing something that you've never done before and you just have to figure out how to fuck with this weird object that you've never seen before from there. It just seems like the, the mindset side of it, of just kind of keeping your composure must be just as challenging as the physical component. A hundred percent. And that's something that people are like, Oh yeah. Like 
the people at the games, like whoever does well is the most mentally tough at the games. I'm like, yeah, it's at the games, but it's also in training. Like you don't mm-hmm. just like walk into the games and all of a sudden you're like mentally tough. It's like that's day, days in, days out, like being mentally tough in training, training mm-hmm. when you don't want to train because like you're disciplined and you're mentally tough and like you're just going to go get after it because of your mm-hmm. goals. Um, but yeah, like you said, going into the games every year is different. Like sometimes you might hear versions of the workout, but there's always a variety of workouts that you don't know what they're going to be until you like show up. And there was actually one workout in specific and it was called chaos. And this workout, like we didn't know what the workout was. So they're like, okay, just warm up however you want. Then when you go out onto the competition floor, your judge will be there and you'll do a certain number of reps. Your judge will tell you to move on. They'll tell you what the next movement is. You'll do a certain number of reps, then you'll move on. And I think they told us like, oh, there's a, it was either a 12 or 14 minute time cap. So you're like, okay, it's probably like around like a 10 to 12 and a half minute workout. Cause usually mm-hmm. they give you a little bit of time, like just oh, in okay. case you go slow, whatever, like just wiggle room. Okay. Um, Cause usually like you, they try not to have the athlete. Sometimes like if it's a bad event for you, you might time cap. Um, but you're like, okay, well it's going to be like around this time. So I got to try and give like the perceived effort of if it's like a 10 minute workout. So it started mm-hmm. out like with skier and you're like, I don't want to go ham because I don't know how long this is going to be, but you're like going hard. And so it's just like right. a crazy workout. It could be easy to get flustered on something like that when you're like, I don't know okay. what's next. Like you can see the elements ahead of you, but you still don't know what or how many is going to be at each station. Right. Yeah. So like understanding and knowing like your, your rate of perceived exertion and like your cadence must be just as important as just building the strength up at the same time. Like, you know, I said, like, that's one of the things that we don't talk about as much, even with just general population of working with training is like, don't worry about what weight it is. Like what it like, is it, you know, that scale of one to 10, if you can know your awareness of what those are, like, that's such a, an, a, an ownership and like being autonomous with your own training from there. And it seems like going into the, even the top level of, you know, trying to make the games or going into a top level athletics, like knowing those, those rates is probably like a lot of the factors between winning and losing. It might just not be the brute strength or just the endurance of it. Yeah. Cause you see a lot of athletes too, that might start out too hard and then they end up dying. So it's like, you have to know how fast you can go, but be able to sustain it. So like if it's a seven minute workout, you need to know how hard you can push in the beginning so that you're not going to lose the workout because you start out too slow, but you also don't want to redline within the first minute and then you die in the last two minutes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's definitely a big part of CrossFit is just knowing your body. And that's mm-hmm. the hundreds and hundreds of workouts that you do to prepare for the games. Right. I feel like that's equally as important, like you said, than rather than mm-hmm. the movements and whatever you're doing, it's just yeah. knowing how hard to push when you can push when you should back off. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's another reason I was successful. It's just knowing my body. And I knew it very well, like starting in gymnastics, I had a lot of body awareness right? um, Mm -hmm. from that. And then it just carried through the years. Okay. How did you work that when you get into training? Was it, did you follow a very structured, rigid approach or did you also kind of have a little bit more of like that intuitive work, like, let me see how this feels. Like, am I redlining this? Or like, is this more of like a seven out of 10? Like, were you playing around with kind of, you know, work? Cause sometimes it seems like if you're only so structured on that, you can almost lose that awareness where it's like, if you play a little bit more with some of the movements and, you know, try some different things, that's where you really gain that aspect. 
Yeah. And like, luckily for me, I had a coach the entire time. Mm -hmm. I know some athletes like do their, they don't have a coach. They do all their own programming and everything. But I was like, for me, like I want to work with somebody who's smarter than me. Um, Mm -hmm. And so like I had a CrossFit coach and then I had an endurance coach and during some of my career, I also had a weightlifting coach. And so I think it's important to have that coach because there's like certain days where you go to the gym and you're just tired. And it's like, okay, I want you to clean 200. Um, you're going to do three sets of three at 200 or whatever. And they see me do like one rep, even like say we're getting close, like at 180. And it's like, okay, let's just stay at this weight for the day. Like today is not the day you don't need to Though every once in a while. Like they're like, I don't care. You're tired. Like we need to see if you can do this because in a competition, they don't care if you're like, nobody cares if you're tired, you know? So it's like some days you have to do it under fatigue. And some days it's like, no, like, and I feel like part of that's just depending on where you're at in the season, how your body's been feeling, um, the amount of Mm -hmm. volume you've been doing. And so like having a coach, I feel like is very, very important. And Mm -hmm. like someone say like the running workouts, it's like, okay, let's do your 400s at a minute 30. And if you can get faster, then get faster. If you can't, then just stick with that That's pace. Cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So there was a lot of um, aerobic work that was kind of like that. It's like, okay, try and go faster or just keep your pace or like, okay, this is 90% effort. Mm-hmm. How long can you hold it? Like on like a, like just like a certain number of RPM. I want you to go 70 RPM. Just how long can you hold it? Um, and so there was a lot of just different kinds of workouts yeah. so that you can realize, like you said, like when to push, when to hold back when you're tired, when you're fresh. So yeah, there's a lot of factors that go into play for sure. Yeah. Four to six hours a day. That's a blast and a half right there. So what about like, did you do any mindfulness training? Like, did you do meditations or visualizations and stuff in, in your work as well? I'm a big fan of visualization. Mm -hmm. And I think that comes from gymnastics. I remember we would every Saturday, we would spend an hour after training and just do mind work a lot of it was visualization um just especially for me like on balance beam because that was my always my fear was falling off the beam um but we would go through especially like if it was right before gymnastics meet and if it was one we had been to before just like close your eyes visualize each of the events if you Mm -hmm. like make a mistake start that event over do it again um and even justin cotler my coach uh, doing Mm -hmm. crossfit was a big fan of that as well like if we went to a competition, we knew the setup, we knew what the workout was going to be, visualize it, see yourself hitting every movement perfect, know your strategy just so you can really ingrain it. Because Mm -hmm. like, you know, I feel like when you're visualizing it, you can kind of like feel your body going through motions and like after, especially when you have like strategy to follow, if you can like do it in your head while you're just closing your eyes, you're going to feel good and build that confidence for when you have to go perform on the floor. Yeah. It's such a vital thing for just for life in general. You know, we coined a phrase in uh, in the program I work with called scouting the defense. You know, it's like every all the programs are offense, but then life's going to come at you. It's all those defenses that are coming up. And by just doing that a little bit, right, you turn those reactive situations of not knowing into just a little bit more proactive and you just make those quicker decisions from there. Yeah. Yeah. So last, so you finished up, you retired there. Did you just know in your last games, like, this is it, you know, from there, just after that was done, you were just like, mm, I don't know if I want to keep rolling this way and I want to do something different. Yeah. I, as I said, I compete. So I started competing in gymnastics at five. Um, so I've been competing for 26 years, 
which I loved sports. I loved training. I loved competing. Like I loved just the whole process, but there was like, I just still didn't have that same hunger that I had had before. Um, so in 2020, I finished on the podium. I got third place. I was the top American female um, and no American female had been on the podium since an athlete named Julie Fouché mm -hmm. in 2014. So that was just like wow. a huge accomplishment because as you're competing an athlete, you know, obviously, obviously we all want to win. Um, but just being on the podium was my goal because yeah. the girl who went won, she's, incredible and i was like i mean if i'm being 100 percent honest with myself like i'm i'm not gonna beat her like i know i know what i'm capable of and i was like i'm just i i can't um mm -hmm. and so i was like i want to get on the podium and like as i was competing because i started in 2015 competing at the crossfit games no american had been on the podium so i was like that's my goal and in 2020 mm -hmm. like my last memory is finishing another workout that I beat all the men and all the women in, um, it was called Atalanta and crossing the finish line. And just like my coach being there, giving him a hug and waiting for two other athletes to finish because going into that workout, I was in fifth place and I knew I could win that workout. And I did, but the other finishers had to fall in a certain order for the order that the girls were in. So then the okay. second place girl finished girl that I needed to finish in second third place girl finished the girl that I needed to finish in third. And so then I looked at my coach and I was like, does that mean I made the podium? Uh -huh. And he just like looked at me and smiled. Oh, and then I just like waterfall. Yeah. And like, even now, like my eyes always tear when I tell that story. Um, oh my gosh. I just got goosebumps. That's freaking thank crazy. You. Oh, that is so awesome. What a great, what a great send off on there just to, to close out a fabulous career. That's so cool. Yeah. So it was like the icing on, you know, like, that's my last memory of the games and everything. And, and then I've had, like, I had this incredible business, you know, and I've been like kind of going back and forth between competing and working on my business and helping other people. And it was kind of like, just like, like I said, they just, the competitive drive, like wasn't ever there, like kind of after that moment. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, that's so awesome though. Oh, it's so cool that you just finished on such a high note. And now you put all that energy now into all the work that you're doing. And as I said before, like you have a shitload of content out there that you're putting out, which is so awesome. Like I said, like, I love when coaches just put so much out there for people to work with and just because it's going to help just more people move from there. So I know you did power abs before and then, um, power hit is that's the relatively new one that you've been working on, right? Yeah, correct. That was released in September. So it is, it is very new, but people are loving it. And so it's been cool. Like, like I said, just kind of changing focus and being able to focus on my business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's called power. I love that you say power hit. Most people are like, what does it stand for? Cause we write it as fit P H I I T <laughs> like power hit. Um, and people are like, wait, but it's pronounced fit. Um, uh -huh. and yeah, it's been, it's been really cool. Cause we have that. And then we released fit strength because we have an amazing Facebook group and like all of our members tell us what they want. And they're like, this is great. Cause it's like a mix of weight and um, like high intensity interval training, mm -hmm. but we want a strength program. And so yeah, after fit, then we had fit strength. Um, and it's just been really cool to see the results and people love hit. It's only 10 minutes. Um, level one is body weight. So it's, you don't need any equipment, which people love just the body weight workout, especially if they're traveling, they're like, there's no excuse. And it's only 10 minutes. Or if you want weights, then level two has weight. So it's a cool balance of both and not being like particular, but it definitely is like my favorite program that I've designed so far. 
Oh, cool. Is this something you've been working on before? Like, were you working on this while you were competing? Like, did you, or was this something that really has started to really take off now since you've kind of left the athletic career? Uh, so we started as power ads in December, mm-hmm. 2018. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I've been building up that business with my incredible team uh, for the past like three years. And we've ha- we have a variety we have i think 20 different programs now um so we have a variety of programs including like the body parts power abs power glutes power legs summer power arms we even have like power stretching um so there's a variety of those programs which we've developed uh over the past couple of years mm-hmm. but then uh power hit ended up becoming an idea in september so we just released that uh, near the end of last year and I actually retired in October. Um, my last mm-hmm. competition was the Rogue Invitational um, in October last year. So it kind of like mixed a little bit in there. But recently I've been able just to focus more on the business and helping everybody. And like you said, just putting more content out there. I've had a lot of content before, but mm-hmm. now just, you know, listening to people and what they want and just trying to help educate other people, mm-hmm. especially I love fitness and I love working out. So I want to share that with everybody, especially people that don't enjoy working out and mm-hmm. people are like, it's only 10 minutes so I can do this. Um, right. So that's why it's like super exciting to hear. Yeah. It's, well, and I, I told you before, like with the, with the hit model, like, I think there's a lot of people who misconstrue that word of what it is. Like I said, there's, there's always zealots on both sides who like, this is the only way, like you have your, your powerlifting crew. I'm sure you've met some of those before. Let's not mention too many names, but it's like who will never do the cardio base work who get winded going up the stairs. And then there's the other ones who are, you know, the cardio people who don't go into strength. It's like, there is a combination that you can work with both of these uh, from there. So have you like, have you got any like pushback from people on that? I'm sure of like, you know, the, the hit people who are like trying to discredit, you know, that world. Yeah. Well, like you said, cause there's so many people, um, especially that are like, Oh, well I want to get stronger. So I'm just going to power lift mm-hmm. or I'm like a cardio buddy and I don't want to lift because it's going to like, either it's not fun or it's going to impact. I don't want to get too bulky because it's going to impact like my running. Um, but I feel like luckily, like there's more and more research these days that show you should have a mix of both. Um, mm-hmm. so like the hit, I love it because it is like, it's a mix of cardio, like your heart rate gets up, but you are using dumbbells. So you're still getting in that weight aspect and that muscular fatigue while you are getting your heart rate up. Plus it's just fun, different for me, like personally too, it's just like different movements um, Mm -hmm. than just like going out for a run. Like I get people that enjoy that and that's, that's great. But a lot of people don't like doing the same thing over and over. So they like variety and they like to mix it up and like I said, there's a lot of research that shows the benefit of strength training, uh, whether it's men, but especially for women as they get older and osteoporosis and things. Mm-hmm. And just having muscle muscle mass is going to increase your metabolism. Um, so it helps you maintain a healthy weight without even doing anything. Um, but then also like cardio is good to keep that heart healthy. Like you said, you don't want to get out of breath going up the stairs. And I mean, we've had people do fit and they're like, I just feel healthier going on my hikes or playing with my kids. Uh, so there is like an added benefit that you're stronger and you can pick up your kids first of all. Um, but as your kids are running around then you can like keep up with them. So it's like, you know, that base of being healthier, but then also being functional, um, that I think is great from Mm -hmm. like a fit program rather than just doing, like you said, just the strength or just the cardio or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's funny because like when 
when you say 10 minutes a day or like a 10 minute workout and stuff, if I was one of those for the years of like, you got to prioritize it, you got to make it the time. And then I started working with busy professionals and parents. And it's like, no, you really don't have any more than 10 or 15 minutes throughout the day, you know, to do something. So it's like, a lot of times they think like these short-term workouts, it's like, oh, it's just a, it's a gimmick and stuff like that. It's like, no, like you can get a lot done in a short period of time. And some people like that really is all you have, all you have. One of my good friends, he's got three kids and just had a, a newborn. He literally has from 5 a.m. to 5.15 before he's got to start getting things done in the morning. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, you know, over here in my nice quiet place. I was like, I did not realize how great I had it, but it is. These programs, I think, are so important to, you know, have it. If you do open up more time and you can get more work in, great, have at it. But if you only have 10 minutes or only have 15 minutes, you still can get strong. You still can get into the conditioning, you know, base work. And it seems like Powerhead is a perfect way to do that. Thank you. I agree. Because you hear so many people like, well, I only have 10 minutes. Like, I might as well not even do anything. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like, you can get a lot done in 10 minutes. People aren't surprised. I think that's one of the number one things we get is like, oh man, I didn't realize I could sweat so much in 10 minutes. And it's like, if you like just get after it and push yourself, you can. And like, you know, if you do say fit, then if you also want to do like strength and you can do them like two separate times in the day, it's not like you have to do it all at once. Or like people do that and then they do power abs later in the day, or, mm-hmm. you know, you might have 10 minutes here, or 10 minutes there. Obviously you can also have 20 or 30 minutes at a time, mm-hmm. but sometimes like just a little bit will go a long way. And one other thing that I think is really cool is people like it starts out with that 10 minutes and then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, well now I'm like eating healthier because I am working out. Oh, and all of a sudden I'm drinking more water. Oh, now I'm walking more. It's like the 10 minutes, like it's amazing and it's great that they're doing the workout, but then it also forces healthier habits in their day-to-day life. Yes. Yeah. Better is just better, right? Everything just <laughs> compounds one after another. So, yeah. So with, uh, with Power Hit, how does, it, how does it work? Is it a Facebook group that you work with or is it a membership site if people want to, you know, connect or check it out? Yeah. So we do have both. Um, so all of my programs are just available at powerabs.shop. That's the easiest place okay. to go. Um, so you can see all that fits there, fit strength. And then we actually just released Super Fit, um, which is kind of a combination of the two. And it's, it's intense. And we suggest doing like, you know, at least having like hit training or having done fit or fit strength. Um, but then the Facebook group is called it's power under power abs, whether you're doing fit, fit strength, power abs, power glutes, any of those. Um, and it has over 77,000 people that are very, very active, very supportive. And it's just, it's a really cool place to be. Um, especially if you're not motivated or if you don't Mm -hmm. enjoy working out because, you can relate to somebody there um, yeah. and people post their before and after pictures and just like their stories, whether it's a movement that they hate before, or whether they got their candlestick for the first time or whatever. It is. <laughs> um, and so it's like a big happy family yeah. in there. Yeah. It's love slash hate. that's going on yeah. there. So yeah, no, oh, that's great. Um, Carrie, this has been a blast. It has been, your energy is so infectious. Like you can see just the, the strength that you have. It just resonates out of you. It's so awesome. So it's been great connecting. And I love the community that you're building through all of the content that you're doing. So, you know, I just wish you all the success in the world. It's been awesome. Oh, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So one more time, if people want to follow you, if they don't, or if they want to check out, um, you know, power hit, what's the best place that they can go check that out? Yeah. So powerabs.shop, just power P O W E R abs, A-B-S dot shop. S-H-O-P. Uh, that's where all of my programs are. If you use Instagram, then I am Carrie Pierce 
CrossFit, um, just my name and then CrossFit at the end. Or our Facebook group is Power Abs with an exclamation point at the end. Or I'm Carrie Pierce, CrossFit Games athlete uh, is my individual uh, page for Facebook. Awesome. Perfect. Carrie, thanks so much for taking the time. This has been a blast. Of course. Thank you. Absolutely. Listeners, thank you so much for checking us out. If you want to follow Carrie, you know where to do so. I'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you like the show, please give it a five-star review, give it a thumbs up, all that good stuff. And if you want to get the inside scoop on all new episodes coming up, behind-the-scenes insights, and free training resources, then you can join the Strength Connection private Facebook group now. Just go to Facebook groups, type in the Strength Connection, and join in. Also, don't forget to subscribe. See you soon.